What's up, guys? This is uh, Down by the Bank, a unofficial Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. <laughs> uh, let me take a sip of this uh, this beverage really quick. <laughs> ah, man, that's some uh, that that's some uh, intuition ale right there, brewed right here in Jacksonville. Woo! That feels great. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's JK3. I'm Corey. Oh. And this is Derek, man, and I let me tell you, buddy, it's about time. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Gus Bradley is fired. Hey, hey, JK3, give me two claps, man, and a Ric Flair, woo! Oh, man, man, (laughs) that's delicious. That's delicious. It tastes a little bit better when you actually drink it for a purpose. Oh man. There's there's a certain part of me right now that feels super awful about us laughing and joking about somebody getting fired, but he makes a lot of money, so it's fine, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. he'll be all right. Okay. He'll be just fine. Uh, he'll he will be uh, just fine on the plane. You know, at least I didn't give him like a mega bus ticket or something like that or a Greyhound bus and tell him to find his way back to Jacksonville. At least he got a ride home. Well, is he like mm-hmm. is he on the plane right now or are they Yeah, yeah, he's oh. he's on the plane. Oh. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> That's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, at least they let him get on the plane to get back home. They didn't even let homeboy at USC Lane Kiffin. Did they not even let him on the plane? Would <laughs> <laughs> he got fired? <laughs> well, and I'll kind of uh, read just a little bit. Uh, Derek, you sent me the statement from uh, Shad Khan uh, just released shortly ago where he basically said he thanked Gus Bradley for his, his uh, commitment to the Jaguars over the past uh, four years. He gave everything he had, represented the Jaguars well. Um, and I guess uh, he, th- he apparently said he thought it would be best to do it immediately after today's game so he can step away, relax, and regroup during the Christmas and holiday season. But the key thing at the bottom is Dave Caldwell agreed and will now be charged with exploring all options to hire the best head coach possible to lead what I feel is an extremely talented team. Uh, going forward, so uh, that that probably pretty much says Gus or Dave Bradley's uh, or <laughs> Dave Bradley, Dave Caldwell is going to return as the GM, right? Well, we'll see. I mean, you know, the that? interesting thing about a hot seat is, you know, once one once one uh, once one comes off the hot seat, another one goes on it. So, uh, Mr. Caldwell, you have got yourself a first class ticket on the hot seat right now. And, and I think it also depends on who they get, you know, who they bring in here, uh, if they're going to have any kind of control. You know, if you bring an experienced coach that's, you know, got 20 years logged in the league, they're not going to listen to him. They're not right. going to want his opinion. They're going to do their own thing. So that, that's why he's still still around, I think. So. Especially but with yeah, the he's definitely, huh, Yeah, yeah. Well, but, yeah, but, that, that, but that also goes back to kind of what we talked about in the last episode. If he brings in a guy like Mike Smith, which I almost think he would be inclined to do just for that reason that you mentioned, because he knows he's going to have a good relationship with him right off the bat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and, and, and you know, Mike Smith is, like I said, he's a, he's a no-nonsense kind of guy. He is doing awesome down there in Tampa Bay as far as the defensive standpoint. But, you know, I think a lot of people think that our, our defense is pretty pretty darn good. I mean, Jalen was out there playing unbelievable oh, yeah. today awesome. again. Yep. I mean, just unbelievable performance. And then you got Telvin. You got, I mean, Malik Jackson almost got an interception today. I mean, so our defense is straight. I think it's just something to where we need to find someone that's going to put it in the offense's mind and literally build Bortles back up to what he can be if there is anything left in there. Yeah, Derek. Mike Smith, Mike Smith, Mike Smith. He's the best. We're going to I never, him. okay. <laughs> took my words way out of, you know, way in left field. All, all I'm saying is, 
they've got to find somebody that that can get in Bortles' head right. in whatever he's doing. Obviously, you know we can accuse and, and you know accusations and, and think we know about all the bar stuff, the party and stuff, the girls, all that stuff. But here's what we do know: he is absolute trash at quarterback. Okay, <laughs> absolute trash. He can't read a defense. He can't throw to open receivers. He can't do anything. So, obviously, for him to regress that much, that means he's not studying. He does not care. And if he doesn't care, he's got to go. And and maybe, JK3, maybe you can answer this. Like, if they're going to bring back Caldwell, as it sounds like they will, because I just don't think he's going to put that statement in his press release if we're not bringing back Caldwell. That's his quarterback. That's his guy. Like, that's the guy he's going to be measured on as a GM. So it leads me to believe that we're more inclined to bring Bortles back, too, wouldn't you think? I mean, I I, I thought Bortles was coming back regardless because they, they of his rookie contract. And, I mean, and plus his last year is next year, so they can either pick up the option – which I don't think they would right now, or they can just let him ride it out and then he becomes a free agent mm-hmm. um, in the off season. But I mean that, yeah, you're right. He that's his, you know, he, they're always they're going to be um, for, forever linked together as you know Caldwell and Bortles. So his success kind of depends on Blake's success, and Blake's success uh, depends on what Caldwell puts around him. And I think, in, you know, I think he's really done a good job of putting decent talent around. You know, this guy, it's just now where is the talent from the quarterback perspective, you know? Right. And, and creating competition. I mean, what, and I'm just throwing it out here. So don't say, you know, jump on me about the whole, uh, McDaniels thing, but what if we get McDaniels and then we sign Garoppolo? Garoppolo's right. a free agent. He's, right. you know, what if we, you know, Mike Glennon's another one, but I don't, no. So, um. No way we draft anybody again, though. Huh? Yeah. Right. But create competition at the position to show and prove how trash he is, <laughs> you know, and how he's playing. Because they got to do something like that. Even if he is his guy, fine. Don't release him. Keep him. But at least bring somebody in here to either motivate him or start over him. Yeah, so, Derek. Yeah, James. Derek, you made a <laughs> yeah, really they, good comment. They better bring. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, not bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that Derek made a really good comment prior to the episode that I really liked that, that maybe plays into the Gus Bradley thing as well about how the Houston Texans made that change at quarterback, right? And they mm-hmm. had the instant results from the backup coming in and doing well. And do you think maybe Shad Khan saw that and thought, "Well, what the heck? Why didn't we make a move like this to change our momentum earlier in the season?" I mean, you got to take a look and see what's on the roster. I mean, we, we know that Chad Henney is a suitable backup. Um, what we don't know is what Brandon Allen brings to the table. And I think that, you know, if there's no competition on the, you know, from the quarterback standpoint, I think that there needs to be competition created. We need to bring in someone that's going to be able to have Blake looking over his shoulder. And then, you know, in, in that case, that let's say next year that, you know, you know, Blake does win out the quarterback uh, competition. And then, you know, we go through something completely like we did this season, but earlier in the season, like maybe week three, week four, and there's a suitable backup option. And he brings it in and he lights it up. I mean, you know, that option isn't there right now. Right. The guy, Tom Savage, or whatever his name is, he's, he's out of pit. He went through 20, 20 passes his entire NFL career. <laughs> All right, 20 passes. He yeah. came into the game. They were down, what, 
18 or whatever, 17-3 or whatever the score was. They were losing. And they won the game. (laughs) And they're still in the playoff hunt. (laughs) You play to win the game. Hey, did you guys see any of those tweets like during the game? I think I retweeted one of them on my personal account when like we were re- really kind of doing well and winning and people were like, oh God, I hope they don't start saying like extend the gust or whatever. Like how quickly that changed <laughs> immediately after yeah. the game he gets fired. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's so bad that they did not bench Bortles. You know, that's what I really want to know. Why didn't you bench him? Why? That's, well, I mean, they're not. They're, there's not. They don't think that there's another option behind him. That's why. I mean, I, I think that literally Chad Henney. I mean, he's okay. He's a game manager, but maybe they just know something that we don't know. Yeah. It, and if our quarterbacks, if our two guys behind him are that bad, then why didn't we make any changes? Right. Any so changes? Really- any roster moves? Yeah. So when Brock Osweiler got benched, he ended up being 6 for 11 for 48 yards, and Blake played the entire game and was 12 for 28 with 92 yards. Jeez. <laughs> wow. I didn't even realize that. Is that is unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. He he almost had just as much yards as, you know, Blake, Blake had, you know, just literally that trash of a game today. I mean, he literally almost had the amount of <laughs> – of same, they had the same amount of yards, and he only played like seven series. Right. Yeah, that's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Hey, real quick, this picture you sent me of Forrest Gump is that supposed to symbolize uh, Gus Bradley on the plane going home? Oh yeah, can't seat. sit here. Seat, yeah. seat, seat taken. Seat, seat, seat taken. Yeah. He's gonna go home to Mrs. Bradley. You can sit here if you want. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully uh, Mrs. Bradley's not anything like Jenny in that movie because that girl, she had some problems. Um, uh, yeah, Jenny. Jenny was a train wreck. I mean, that was really like she was awful. If you really look at that movie and think about it, like what an awful human being. But anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, so did they name an interim coach yet, or have they decided that yet? Or I've been checking out the uh, the Twitter line, and I haven't seen anything yet. So, you know, yeah, from what like I've read see... is that they'll they'll um, do an interim coach tomorrow. So I I think probably they usually you know a lot of the the pressers and stuff like that usually start around like ten ten a.m. ten or eleven. So we'll we'll, we'll find out probably by lunchtime. But Somebody I mean, tweet. You... <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know that, I mean, Doug Marone is on the staff, so, you know, that oh, may yeah, be yeah. The, the guy that, that they go ahead and just pick up right there. Yeah, somebody tweeted, by the way, real quick, JK3, there's this thing that says, quote this where, with where Gus ends up, and somebody said, Ashley Furniture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> you know who I'd like to see as interim coach, honestly? Like, maybe you both would like this. I'd like to see Jerry Sullivan. I don't know. I just think that would be cool. Like, he just has been, like, kind of, like, the mainstay, and all the players love him, and I, I don't know. It would just be kind of cool seeing him as the interim coach the last couple games. Yeah, Jerry's a no-nonsense guy also. Yeah. What about you, Derek? Uh, I, I don't know. I just – last two games of the season – I mean, I'm just still kind of a little bit high on life right now. I mean, we're, we're what, seven days till Christmas, and I already got my first gift. So, 
Oh. <laughs> you know, that's horrible. Kinda, uh, yeah. Well, think about it, man. I mean, it, it, just everything we've gone through—such hype before the season started, and then to go two and twelve. Uh-huh. You know, you can do like days of Christmas on that. You know that stupid stuff I was texting earlier. First day of Christmas, the Jags gave to me another Bortles INT. I mean, like you can go <laughs> on and on about it. <laughs> it's like, I like that. <laughs> Good night, man. We might be able. We could probably record you singing that and sell that on iTunes hey, for like a dude, dollar. Man, I got a hold. I, I got to four. I have. A, I kind of stopped because I had some things I had to do. You know, on the second day of Christmas, my Jags gave to me two total wins and another Bortles INT. I mean, come on. <laughs> we could go on. But you no, need to write the. You need to write the verse about uh, the head coach being fired now. <laughs> well, um, something something else happened today that didn't happen in a very long or that hasn't happened in a very long time was a uh we had a house call you know we had a uh marquise lee took one to the house today oh yeah yeah, yeah. You think yeah. Of that? yeah yeah that was awesome i wonder if we can look up when the last time we've had a special teams touchdown well i think they said the last kickoff return was 2007 by mjd right yeah, 2007. Um, you know, a little fun fact for you: the number one song in 2007 was uh, Beyonce, "Irreplaceable." You know, <laughs> to the left, to the left. Yeah. All right. So, uh, did, do you know that, or did you look that up? Like, did you know that off the top of your head? Uh, no, I'm not an almanac. I looked it up. <laughs> All right. Hey, and one thing, really quick. Mike K has these tweets here. I just think would be kind of interesting from First Coast News. He said he spoke to a current Jaguars player who wanted to be uh, avoid being named. He said he felt a sense of relief that everyone knew it was coming. And then another player said he was a good guy and a friend, but he said he wasn't much, he was too much of a player's coach, wasn't strong enough with the players. I mean, we kind of already, kind of already knew that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. If it, you mentioned about, we talked about just a minute ago about who we had behind Bortles, but if we didn't have anybody behind Bortles, why didn't they go pick somebody up? Hmm. So I really think Bortles' psyche is so shot that ha- if they bench him, I think he'll just lose it. He'll just fall apart. Yeah. I really think he's that mentally weak. Now, how did he get that way? Probably because of the coddling that has been happening for the last few years. Um, but uh, it just doesn't make any sense. So there's a lot of questions and stuff, and, and you know we'll we'll get them answered here in the next few weeks, especially towards the end of the season, and then. As that wraps up, we, we head into the to the draft and see what kind of free agents they look to go after. But we still got we made some additions last season and we still got cap room, so we, yeah. we never know what they well, can do. And I was kinda of holding out a little bit of hope that, you know, with him in prior episodes that, you know, he would turn out to be okay. But I really didn't like that comment that he made the other day about his interceptions that he needs to start tackling better. Did you guys hear that quote? Yeah, man, he's come on. I, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's something that he's just like some some passive aggressive type thing. But I mean, he's clearly not taking it as serious as he needs. To. Yeah, that was obnoxious. I felt like. Yeah, so hopefully they, uh, if all the the rumors are true about hanging out in the, the the Jack's Beach area and whatnot, and, and and trying to just be, you know, one of the crowd, and hopefully no, that's not true. But if it is, and it sounds like it. Then yo man, stay out there, stay out there. You twenty years from now, you'll be at Pete's talking about how you <laughs> used to quarterback the Jacksonville Jaguars, okay? And you'll be at Pete's on Thanksgiving and Christmas with the rest of them. 
stay out there. Or, we need a quarterback. or he'll be like, uh, or he'll be like Uncle Rico and Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Filming himself throwing passes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Well, and then kind of to here wrap it up here shortly, uh, I did look and see, I guess Caldwell is going to address the media tomorrow and name interim head coach. So, yeah, that that's right. Um, so uh, any, uh, I guess, final thoughts uh, before we wrap up? Um, not for me. I, I just we got some coaches out there, you know, Mike Smith, Smith Coughlin, uh, you know, just broke that the Saints are trying to trade Sean Payton. Yeah. See how that comes out. And obviously, you got uh, McDaniel's. So we'll, we'll see. There's there's some there's some definite options out there. JK three. <sighs> man, this is a good beer. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I I'm right now, man. I I'm just in celebratory relief mode. I feel like you know it's going to be interesting to watch everything play out. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch the selection process and see who we get. And to see how fast we make it. And, you know, hopefully this just leads to a, uh, the end of one chapter and we're, we're, we're on to the next one. Yep. yep. So, uh, so good stuff. Uh, definitely an emergency episode. We, we needed to record to, to get a reaction out there because it's huge news for the future of the team. And uh, I'm sure we'll be interested to see who the interim coach is tomorrow and then the, the head coach coming up in the offseason. But uh, we'll be back, I'm sure, later this week with a full episode. And uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you later. All right, guys, take care. Take it easy, guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.